You know what it's like right before Christmas. And you're busy pulling things together. As fun as the, the season is, there's a lot of activity going on. All of you. What would happen if I called you up on the day before Christmas Eve, on the 23rd, and said, Hi, could you come to church for a funeral? Now, this funeral is for somebody you don't know, you've never met before. It's for a funeral for an outsider who just moved into the area. And it's absolutely no connection to your life at all, socially or communally. A couple moved from the north. As they moved down to Lynchburg, he had a heart attack. His widow by herself and two grown children. When I got the call, they're Catholic, they got the call, we would like to have a service, a funeral. It was going to be me, the widow, and her two children. Well, I didn't think that was going to be good enough. And so I decided just to try and call some people in our parish council. And I was amazed at the response. Now, Grant, this is years ago. Life was a little different back then, too. People's responses was different, too. And not only did I get people to do the reading, we got people to do the music. We actually threw a reception brunch afterwards, just like we do here. Had 40 people at that funeral. And none of the 40 people knew the people directly impacted. We did know her. We did know our children. And yet we gathered. And the wonderful insight I drew from a member of the parish council, boy, he really inspired me. And he said it, I, you know, because I, part of me was worried that everybody, oh, oh, you know, that kind of, of pity, that kind of, oh, this is so sad. I didn't need sadness, and they didn't give me sadness. The idea of that small funeral, which is the symbol of a forgotten life. But rather the response I got from members of the parish council, one in particular articulated, he says, Father, if we don't celebrate the resurrection in the face of death, then Christmas itself is meaningless. And in that phrase, if we do not celebrate in the face of death resurrection, then Christmas is meaningless. He summed up the entire Christian faith. The basis for our very existence as church is, in fact, the resurrection. It is the resurrection that changes all reality for us. The triumph of God's life over our death. Without the resurrection, what we are doing is simply playing in a sandbox without meaning or purpose. Albeit it might be nice at times to play in the sandbox, but it is not the spiritual truth or reality of who we are as God's holy people. We come together on this Easter Sunday to celebrate the triumph 
of Jesus and his resurrection. But we do so with a clear understanding of what has just happened this past week. This isn't, okay, let's loose the butterflies and the doves and watch the rabbits go across the field. It's got nothing to do with the sweetness of spring. It has everything to do with the reality of God in our own broken world. Remember last Sunday when we gathered? How everybody says, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then they said, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Remember that last Sunday? The inconsistency of people being manipulated, backstabbing, and the betrayal brought about by all sorts of things. God knows what they would have done if they had social media back then. They did quite enough without social media in terms of the destruction and the attacks on Jesus. Remember Jesus and the sorrowfulness with his own friends on Holy Thursday. He says, I need you, you're mine, and yet they fell asleep on him. And remember on Friday when we will have no more of this idealist, no more of this impractical person driven by virtue versus the pragmatism of a dog-eat-dog -dog world. He is obnoxious to us. Remember what I said? A little Jesus is lovely. Too much Jesus is overwhelming. Thank you. And we did what we do to a lot of people who are obnoxious to us. In one way, physically, emotionally, psychologically, we killed him. Eliminate him. And last night, in the darkness and the unknown that we felt about the future, as we gathered in the darkness to pray for direction and hope. We gather this day for what we thought we were able to do as a people to bring death as the final answer to Jesus. Remember what I said on, on Sunday. God says to us, you bring me your worst stuff. Give me everything you have within you that is corrupt and evil. Bring it to me. Give it to me. And we did. And Easter Sunday is like saying, God says to us, okay, fine. Thank you. You gave me everything that you do to each other, by the way. And you put it on me. Fine. Now, watch my response. God does not get even. God transforms and changes us into a new reality. We give God our worst. And God gives us his best. And we're overwhelmed. After what we have done to you, after what we do to each other, you still choose to love us and to save us, and to redeem us. And the divine answer is, with all my heart. That's Easter Sunday. When we are in touch with the brokenness of life, the corruption and the evil of life, when we're touched by the pain of death that we feel in our own lives, losing a mother, my mom's anniversary was last night, yesterday. I think about Maria, who we buried in the par parish just recently. 
as Doris also was buried here just in the last couple weeks. As we taste death personally and experience the corruption of life outside, we come to this place knowing that that is not the final word. That ultimately the final word is God is with us. It's God's life that ultimately is the gift of salvation. And it is in the love of God that we are made new. Brothers and sisters, happy Easter. Our junk, our mess, and our corruption is not the final word, but rather the divine love of God is with us always. Happy Easter.